Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. So intense. I mean, I was, my heart was beating. It's still beating now. I'm getting enough of it. I want to see it again already. A lot of action, a lot of noise. It's more than just a movie. It's kind of like a lifestyle, I guess, almost. Everybody was out there just screaming, yelling. When Lucasfilm logo came up, that was the best. I, I like Darth Vader. It was intense. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, you guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. Hey, everybody. This is Adrian, and I'd like to welcome you all back to Fans of the Force podcast, episode number eight. I am once again joined by the super awesome John and Kat Ray. How are you guys doing this week? Doing great. Loving life, ready to roll with some serious Star Wars talk. All day, every day. Uh, before we get into that, just want to wish Kat a belated happy birthday. Yeah! Happy birthday, Kat! Happy Thanks, birthday, guys. kitten! <laughs> it, was, it was a great birthday, so... How did you celebrate? Uh, we did dinner and went out and saw... Well, I did like two days. I got a two-day birthday celebration. Okay, cool. I got, I got yeah. to do a adults-only, go see, go on a date, go see Wonder Woman, nice. and then uh, went out to dinner with the family. So, it's good. It was good. I added to my Star Wars collection. I got season two Rebels as a present. So. Nice. You must yeah. be peanut butter because I'm jelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are the, are the little ones at that age? Are they old enough yet that they're trying to get you stuff or drawing stuff or something? Or are they still too young? Um, they they made a present with the au pair. Um, that was really sweet. Uh, it was a picture of all three of them uh, in a frame, and they helped decorate the the card. There were lots of cars stickers. Uh, everywhere because that's what they love the most. Uh, so, Lightning no, McQueen. what they're really into, yeah, what they're really into right now is they want to open the presents for me. Mm. Um, so it was really hard last night. They're like, "Mommy, mommy, let me help you with this." Mommy, I would like to open that. I had to beat them off a little bit. Like, no, this is this is my birthday present. I'm gonna open it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I remember those so, days. So, Adorable. Yeah, so they got to help with two, and then I opened two by myself, and I was kind of like, no, I'm going <laughs> to... So we split. We split the duty. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> they just oh. want to tear the paper off the packages. Well, congratulations well, again from, yep. from myself and Adrian. Uh, you know, we haven't known you very long, but we love you very much already. And <laughs> oh, wish you a thanks, very, guys. very happy birthday. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks. And on that lovely cheesy note, <laughs> uh, what, we, what do we got lined up today for today's episode there, John? Well, first things off the bat, we're going to hit you with some galactic geek out. Then our main topic discussion, uh, which we'll get to in a brief moment um, today, little Star Wars Would You Rather. And then we'll wrap things up on the program with Attack of the Fandom. Sounds bueno. I'm excited. What are we geeking out to this week? All right. So this week on Galactic Geek Out, there's actually actually some stuff going on. Um, first, uh, we'd also like to uh, say happy birthday to Kathleen Kennedy. It is on the day mm. that we're recording, June 5th. 
it is her birthday. So happy birthday to the woman who's making it all happen. <laughs> yeah, in star in charge of so much Star Wars right now that uh yeah. you know, boy, I mean, does she have the job that all of us really, really want or what? Totally. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, not just Star Wars, I mean uh, Indiana Jones and yeah. anything in Lucasfilm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Totally. I think Jurassic Park dream. too to an extent. She was involved somehow. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. She's she's a busy lady. Yeah, she's yes. all up in the Spielberg yeah. too. You bet. Oh yeah. yeah. So, I we all hope that you got some nice, awesome gifts and just some time <laughs> to yourself, and you know, just, you enjoyed because you deserve it. Right. Maybe some of that I'm, that Skywalker wine ooh, from the yeah. vineyard. That'd be that'd be a good present, I think, to give her. <laughs> Um, some her universe apparel, yeah, to wear at yeah. conventions. That would be a good gift for Kathleen, and um, you know, probably you know, just a gift of of letting her allowing her to look at her her bank account. That's probably a good gift. <laughs> yeah, and I'm watching it grow and grow and grow and grow. And grow. Makes, that makes me jelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of, uh, or another thing that, or first thing that I'm kind of geeking out about that I forgot to mention last week and should have was the, um, the video that kind of went around the internet that was John Williams being, uh, <laughs> on, he was given an honorary degree at Harvard's commencement. I think it was at least two weeks ago. Um, but the, there was an acapella group there that made up of Harvard students and they did an acapella medley of John Williams hits. And if you haven't watched the video, go watch it because one, it's really sweet. Um, and they do a really good job, but two, you can also just tell how pleased John Williams is to, to hear these students being so enthusiastic about singing his music. So it's just kind of a fun little like five minute video or whatever. Um, but I got a kick out of that. No, it's a pretty, it's a really fun little video. Just the, seeing his reactions, just you just can't help but smile like he's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little teary-eyed. I can't, I'll admit it. I was like, oh, so sweet. <laughs> uh, and moving along, um, another thing uh, in our galactic geek hour that I've started geeking out is that James Arnold Taylor who provided the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars, has started a new series on his YouTube channel called Clone Wars Conversations, where he's sitting down with his former uh, castmates and talking about the Clone Wars and their characters and what it meant to them and what Star Wars means to them. And the first episode went up either this week or last week. Um, uh, it and, was this past weekend. I yeah. think Friday, I think. And it, it features Anna Graves, who is the voice of Duchess Satine in The Clone Wars. And so I've only just started watching it. This first episode is like 40-ish minutes. Um, so I think I'm about five minutes in. Um, so I haven't made that much of a dent. But I'm looking forward to kind of um, getting to know a little bit more of the, the background um, and like how these people came into the project and... 
Um, so the first five minutes have already been really interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to to seeing some more. I hope he gets uh, Matt Lantern. Yeah, that'd be Lantern. cool. That yeah. on there. Gosh, I'm butchering his last name right yeah, now. Yeah, you are. That's and, right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna skate by it. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> And Ashley Eckstein, you know, would be. So anyway, that's kind of, I didn't realize he was doing that. So that crossed my dashboard this morning and I was like, oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just add add on to that and say uh, to anyone listening, if you don't follow uh, Jad on YouTube, you totally should. He's got a great channel, uh, just uploads every day, every other day or so, just little uh, YouTube tweets. That's kind of where they come off across as... uh, just quotes from his book, uh, The Day in the Life of a Voice Actor. Just a lot of cool, inspirational stuff. And along with his uh, Clone Wars conversations, he's also got his uh, his Jet show, uh, which is the first episode also came out about a week ago. No. Uh, he has guests on that. His first guest was uh, Tom Wilson from uh, Back to the Future fame. Oh, no doubt. All right. Oh, cool. And... Uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, I watched both, and I'm really enjoying it. It's seeing. It's it's really nice seeing someone of someone that's so been so involved with Star Wars at his level, still kind of geek out in a way like we do. You know, content creating. He's vlogging essentially. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's dope, and he's using his resources and connections to these people to geek out with too. And it's just it's great. So I I really do recommend uh uh his channel if you already don't follow him i have not been but i guess i will have to start doing that yeah same so. here what's his channel called uh <laughs> james arnold taylor yeah okay. i think if you just uh if you just search for for him he just he calls it the jat channel i don't know if that's the actual oh, okay um, if you look up jet it'll, it'll be one of those but if you just if you look up james arnold taylor it'll be there okay and, you know, just scroll around and go through some of his older videos. There's one he reads uh, Dr. Seuss books as Obi-Wan Kenobi and some of his oh, other books. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. no doubt. I... Oh, that's great. <laughs> like, it's just a, it's a happy channel. Okay. So. I like happy. Yeah. Then you like he seems, that. He seems like a cool guy. So, so anyway, I think that's really cool that he's doing that, um, you know. Especially as we're doing like our Clone Wars Rewind episodes and, you know, I'm always a Clone Wars fan anyway, so it's kind of nice getting some of that behind the scenes information. Um, Like um, Anna Graves talks about how she was approached for the role and how she actually also read for Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. Um, uh, But didn't really feel like she connected with that character. And as we all know, you know, that Ashley went on to be Ahsoka. And I think that we can say that that worked out well for everyone. So, you know, just kind of interesting little tidbits like that. So I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. I haven't gotten I haven't gotten that um, that far into it yet. So we are in no way uh, endorsed by James Arnold Taylor, which is fans. Right, um, totally. Mr. Yeah. Taylor, if you happen to be listening, uh, <laughs> hit us up, man. <laughs> yeah, we love you. <laughs> we love you. you. You inspire us. Uh and then and then as as the last part of our geek out, this is I actually should have put this earlier because it's kind of ending on a sad note. But there was news that came out today that um, 
there was a so you guys know Rancho Obi Wan, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the news about how um, they've recently discovered that there's been around like two hundred thousand (laughs) dollars worth of items that have been stolen um, from their warehouse, which is just really sad. That's Um, terrible. And the yeah, and the fact that it appears that it was another Star Wars collector Mm -hmm. that is the alleged thief. Um, so that's, yeah, it's a huge bummer. I've never been to Rancho Obi-Wan, but it seems like a really awesome place. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would love I, to go there yeah, sometime. I think we need to make a field trip happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be so I'll, I'll, trip. I'll, I'll pick you up, John. Yeah. And we'll, <laughs> we'll just drive straight down. I five Just drive down straight down. I five. Um, so, so I'll anyway, you <laughs> um, if you want to learn more about that, you can, um, they have uh, there's an update on the Rancho Obi Wan page, and if anybody has information, um, they can contact the appropriate people. Um, but hopefully, they're able to recover those items. Yeah, no, really without sucks. a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. that when I read that this morning, I was I immediately I thought you got to be kidding. This is a joke somehow, right? Because who would do that, especially if you were an invited guest and an alleged friend of? Yeah. Of Rancho Obi Wan, and because uh, they they think they know who it was, um, mm-hmm. and so we're going to say alleged. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's not in my DNA to do that. Now I will I will look at somebody's Star Wars collection and be like, oh, I really wish I had that piece, but I would never take something that wasn't mine and then sell it and pretend it was mine. You know what I mean? Well. Well, mo- I think most people would be like that, yeah, right? Like you'd be like, "Oh, that's really I mean, awesome." It's so completely <laughs> foreign in my mind that that those, like you know, I mean, I, I realize greed is probably mm-hmm. another path to the dark side uh, mm-hmm. that that Yoda didn't mention, but uh, <laughs> that's there. It's there for sure, and it's just it's so upsetting to me that somebody who's one of us, basically. A fan would do this to another fan, to yeah. another super fan, and not hold it as some kind of sacred, holy, untouchable thing. I mean, these are essentially these are artifacts, if you ask me. You know, the collection is mm-hmm. a very sacred thing, um, mm-hmm. and this is this is the largest collection of Star Wars props and memorabilia and toys and collectibles, and. Yeah. And for somebody to to look at that and and steal from that is an almost unpardonable crime in my eyes. I just ah, oh, that just that hurts it's me the as ugly a fan. Side of the fandom, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. there's always going to be people like that that just it comes with the it comes with it. Unfortunately, it's kind of yeah. Stuff. You know, you'd like to think every, you know, trust everyone and think everyone is a a good person. But unfortunately, sometimes that's not the case. So kind of a, a bummer way to start the week. Uh, sorry. Well, I, I <laughs> but, will say this. Uh, if there's a list of things that were taken, specific things, and if by some chance one of those items is in my collection. I gladly would donate it to Rancho Obi-Wan 
to to help make up for it. Um, you know, uh, and I would encourage other Star Wars fans to do the same thing. I mean, I think Rancho Obi Wan being a, a nonprofit museum of Star Wars is something that all Star Wars fans can can certainly uh, relate to in a way because we all have our own collections and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I think it being an educational source for, for folks years and years and years to come, I mean, it'll outlive all of us probably. Um, you know, the, we if, hope. if we can, if there's a way that we can give back, you know, uh, you know, I encourage all of, all of our listeners and ourselves to, to see if we can do that. Well, you know, if um, I don't think they've posted a list of items that um, they know have gone mi- missing yet or, you know, that they think have gone missing. But if they do, we can link to that through our Twitter and Facebook. So if you're Sweet. out there listening, you know, spread the word and keep a lookout for these items. I mean, I don't have any mint in box 12 back figures. <laughs> Let me get this straight. But, you know, if for some reason my... My loose C-3PO would help. I'd be glad to give it up. <laughs> That's very thoughtful of you. And I got a little tiny Darth Vader without a lightsaber. I probably don't have anything that they're looking for. <laughs> I'm sure I probably don't either. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. We, we all saw that picture of your bathroom. I'm pretty, that, that in itself is a little museum. Bathroom's already, pretty so. sweet. But, I mean, that's all new stuff, you know? Right. Although that light up Yoda head's pretty tight, I will say that it is. I want to come stay at your house so I can use that bathroom, <laughs> use the force, and use the potty. Yeah, that's right. But don't force it. No. Oh, uh. All right, and with that, why don't we move into our main segment? You know, this this is the perfect the segue into that because actually, right? So we're. You know, we just got off this little spiel about collecting and, you know, people collect all the merchandise pretty much, right? Uh, people like, you know, collections like the Rancho will be one collections. I mean, that's beyond just merchandising. That's props. That's history. But us normies, <laughs> us normal collectors, you know, we, we got our, our movie collections. We got our toys, our posters, our autographs. Every now and again, we might have some sort of coveted item. Uh, but today we wanted to talk about uh, merchandising itself. Does it cheapen Star Wars or does it make it better in a way? So you've all heard the argument. You know, you've all seen Darth Vader shampoos, Darth Vader Pez dispensers. Uh, does that cheapen the what he represents in the film, in the franchise? You know, that kind of argument. And I, I've heard many, many, many sides to this, so... Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys think about merchandising in general? I have R two D two body wash. If anybody wants to know, <laughs> well, that's Just a new photo we got to post. Um, well, when when you when you stay at my house, um, we do have Kylo Ren body wash as well, um, and I believe BB eight body wash on that shelf uh, next to some Phasma body wash and. Some C-3PO, but you wouldn't recognize him because he's got the red arm. Um, I believe that's <laughs> shampoo as well. 
So I yeah. have no. <laughs> so I think we've Star crossed Wars over into the dark side. Yeah, I think I think we've crossed over into the dark side. You know, officially. I think I think if Star Wars is promoting good hygiene, it can't be that bad, <laughs> right? I no, I, I guess not. I mean, and I have like I have not, you know, like I I was given the R two D two body wash as a as a gift, and I don't know, I don't think it cheapens the Star Wars brand for me to have it sitting in my in my shower. Plus, my kids think it's amazing. So, um, I mean, I the merchandising thing, like it rocks a really tricky line, right? Like there hadn't been a lot of Star Wars merchandising until the lead up, like ex- what I would consider excessive merchandising, I guess, uh, until kind of the lead up to the force awakens. And then, and then it just seemed like it was everywhere. I mean, you know, like cereal boxes, soup cans, you know, you can get your alphabets, Star Wars, whatever um and even i as a star wars fan was kind of like really like do i need campbell's star wars soup <laughs> no <And> my <laughs> answer to that question is yes <laughs> i do need that i didn't know i needed I mean, it but that can of spaghettios I mean, is gonna look great on my shelf once i eat the spaghettios <laughs> and rinse it out and then i've got the yoda on the on the can and a darth vader yeah. one right next to it Keep it for your um your bomb shelter or whatever. It's in the man cave. No, I've I've yeah. eaten the spaghettios. I'm just saving the packaging. I just um and I mean I say this so when I first got into Star Wars at like age twelve, and then they released the special editions in the theaters. Um. I see. I mean, I seriously went through in any magazine that had anything about Star Wars. I picked it up and like clipped out the article. I mean, I had like a file folder mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of of Star Wars stuff. Um so, you know, to a certain extent, you know, there's kind of that like I got to have it all. <laughs> Get it, you know. But uh, you know, I, I even I in the lead up to the Force Awakens was kind of like, oh, this seems like overkill guys. You know, we kind of went from having just kind of the standard like it's there but you don't really get it shoved in your face and then all of a sudden it was like everywhere and you could barely escape it and i don't necessarily think it that it cheapens um the star wars brand to me and maybe you two have you know but it, it does feel a little um fatiguing i guess not not necessarily that it cheapens it, but just like you kind of get that like fatigue of like, well, I love Star Wars, but like, ugh, I don't, I don't need to see Yoda on a soup can. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> hey, don't apologize to me. I I love seeing Yoda on a soup can, and and that's where <laughs> things differ, you know. Because uh, let let Grandpa John Boy tell you all a story, kids. Huddle around. Oh, I hope gather you will. Around. Oh, another John Boy story. Let, I love let it. Me, let me tell you about the way things <laughs> was and then how they continued and how they are now. Okay. Um, way back when, when Star Wars was still being created. George Lucas looked at R2-D2 and said, eh, going to make a fine cookie jar. <laughs> and that was, I mean, he realized 
early on that it's going to be a merchandising like cash cow, you know? And so he he sold t-shirts, he sold posters, he sold um action figures, toys and and all kinds of stuff, cookie jars. And, you know, he kept the merchandising rights and it made him a very very wealthy man. And so early on when Star Wars was was out, it was kind of like it is now. There's Star Wars everywhere. We had a box of cereal called C3PO's and they had TV commercials for it and it had nothing to do with the movies and it was a crappy <laughs> terrible cereal, but we bought every single box we could find because it was Star Wars and we loved it. And I mean, we had Star Wars bubble bath and and bath foam, and and we had you know all the action figures and and pencil erasers and and all kinds of stuff. We had all the merchandising. Like if you can imagine it, there was a Star Wars version of it: necklaces, pendants, rings, buttons, um, all that stuff. You know, and then. After Jedi started to phase out a little bit. We got a little bit, some cartoons, though. We got the Ewok cartoon, and we got the droids cartoon. And so there was a little bit of merchandising around that. But then it was gone. And it was like there was no Star Wars for a, a long period of time. And you you would go into the store, and and you would feel a Star Wars void. You know, whereas you used to see action figures on pegs. And now that was replaced by G.I. Joe with uh, eight points of articulation and stuff like that. And the bubble bath was now replaced with, uh, I don't know. um, Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Perfect example. He-Man, you know, that kind of thing. And there was, Star Wars was, was gone. Then all of a sudden, in the 90s, we started to see a little bit more Star Wars because some books came out that were the first books that can that continued the Star Wars story. Um, Timothy Zahn wrote them, and they were fantastic books. And so now you started to see, you know, little uh, little Millennium Falcon, little uh, not really figures, but mini ships that had like a suction cup on it you could stick it to your 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 car window and stuff like that and uh and it grew we got new star wars comics and things grew and we started to see more star wars stuff and it was more underground it wasn't in your face like it was back in the 70s and 80s but in the 90s you could start to see some star wars merchandise a little bit here and there and then the news of the prequels hit well, I guess there was the uh, the re-release, right? The big re-release. And that hit the theaters, and you saw more and more Star Wars stuff. But when the prequels hit, then we had it all over again. Star Wars fever. You had Star Wars at Taco Bell. You had Star Wars on Pepsi cans. You had Star Wars all over yes. anywhere oh, yeah. you turned. You had Star Wars toothbrushes and toothpaste. And you had Star Wars everything, you know? And then... You know, as as that trilogy left, eh, you know, you still had it. It was still there, but it wasn't as prevalent. 
until the new movies came out. Um, the new trilogy. And now it's, we're back at a place where Star Wars is so mainstream, it's never going to go away. We're always going to have a new Star Wars to look forward to, whether it's an animated Clone Wars or uh, or Rebels or whatever the next one's going to be, whether it's one of the new feature films of, of the new trilogy or standalone films. Every 12 months, six months, whatever, you're going to see more and more Star Wars merchandise, and it's going to be all over the place. It's going to be in your face. It's going to every time you go to a store, there's going to be at least one thing you can find, whether it's a greeting card in the birthday card aisle, or whether it's a T-shirt over in the uh, the clothing aisle, or whether it's a water bottle in the shape of Phasma. You know, there's there's going to be Star Wars stuff in just about every store, everywhere you go for the foreseeable future. And we are right now in living in probably the apex of Star Wars merchandising um like we've never seen before. So I would totally agree with that. So that's that's the whole yeah. timeline of Star Wars merchandising. We had a great big blast in the seventies and eighties and it was all over the place. And that was probably the previous peak. And now we're at a second peak that's completely dwarfed that first peak. And I don't see an end to it. It's going to get bigger and bigger. And I mean, we've got limited edition cars now, folks, that people can collect. (laughs) 5,000 of them from Nissan. There's Star Wars something for everybody for every budget. Whether it's (laughs) Star Wars Q-tips and tissues or... You know, Star Wars cars. Yeah. And probably at some point, Star Wars flying cars. And I don't mean, I'm not talking about the uh, air hogs that are out now, you know. I'm talking about real (laughs) flying cars. I mean, it's going to get bigger, it's going to get better, and it's going to be huge. And and if walking in the store and seeing Yoda on a soup can is a turnoff, hold my beer because here we come. (laughs) That's um no I th- I think that's a that's a thank good you story, for your story John. John that's yeah um thanks for laying like it all time. out there I mean I think to a certain extent we are really lucky uh, there's so much Star Wars stuff you can find buy now find you know whatever you're looking for almost sure. and so yeah and so it's fun right because you're like oh I want to buy a new T-shirt um and whether you're a girl or a guy you know there are options out yes. for you to do that or or for your kids. Um, you know, like I love buying my kids Star Wars T-shirts mm-hmm. um, and they have several because that's the kind of mom I am. <laughs> um, You're mom so, it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we are certainly lucky in that sense is that right now there's kind of I mean, there was a before the, the sequel trilogy was announced, there was definitely kind of like that low level Star Wars. You know, you could go to the toy store and buy a lightsaber um, or some action figures. But now with the sequel trilogy and the, the planned release of all of the the spinoff movies, you know, I think there's definitely been kind of this new 
emergence and awareness of Star Wars as a brand. And yeah, I think we've definitely kind of hit peak, uh, <laughs> peak merchandising, uh, because now it's, it's everywhere. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I think for, for people like John, you know, going through periods when there was nothing. Um, and I mean, nothing, there was yeah. <laughs> nothing, you know, it's, uh, it's it probably feels good to be living in an era where <laughs> you can go to roll into Fred Meyer or QFC or, you know, whatever your local grocery store is and find something that's got star Wars on it. If you want. All right. So I now agree with bringing uh, that all back. The original question is, does it lessen the, the star Wars films, right? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Uh, let, let me, I, I got, I, I got a little story right now. All right, go ahead. Bring it up. Lay it on so, me, brother. So <laughs> flashback music. Okay. We're back in, Late April of 2005. Okay. <laughs> okay, go okay. ahead. Uh, little, little middle school Adrian just picked up his clarinet from the band room, and he's on his way home. Adrian gets there, turns on the TV. He's all excited. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is like a week away from coming out in theaters. I'm super excited. But right now, I just got out of school, finished my homework, or not. I just gotta. I just want to watch some TV. I see a Pepsi commercial. And says, dude, about to eat a burger. But then Yoda, Jedi mind tricks him into giving him his burger. <laughs> and then his fries. And then his Pepsi. But then the guy snaps out of the Jedi mind trick and starts force fighting him for the Pepsi and beats him. And Yoda's just there disappointed on the stool next to him because he didn't get his Pepsi. Another commercial comes on a few weeks later after the after the movie. It's Mustafar in all its glory. And you see Darth Vader walking down. Darth Vader, not Anakin. Vader in full suit walking down a corridor on Mustafar. And I'm like, wow, that wasn't in the movie. That's so cool. Opens up a door. Who's there greeting him? The Burger King. <laughs> and they're just staring at each other. Sorry. Vader breathing, you know, just all hard. Then you got the Burger King just kind of staring at him, too. If I remember correctly, he was also kind of breathing through the mask. And they're just staring each other down for a bit until it goes into Burger King commercial mode. As a kid, these type of commercials made me laugh. I just like seeing Star Wars as much as I could. Thinking back on it now, I could see why it would annoy some people. Because you got these iconic characters, Yoda and Vader, selling hamburgers and sodas in these humorous little situations, which I, I do admit that they're humorous. I liked them as a kid. Yeah. I, still, I watch them now every now and again. They make me laugh. They, they're silly. But wouldn't you say that, you know, a lot of this does cheapen it to a degree? Because we're in the middle, like like John said, we're in the middle of another peak in Star Wars merchandising. But we haven't seen Ray or Kylo sell Burger King or Pepsi. It's different. There's a, there's, there seems to be a bit of a res more respect for it right now. 
Because you got plenty of stuff to buy, but they're not hawking it like the way they did back in the day with the prequel trilogy. Is it fair to say that? <laughs> Maybe. I just have to say, I think I remember that Darth Vader Burger King commercial. <laughs> but I don't remember the Yoda one. And I totally collected all of those Pepsi cans from the prequel series. Uh, I think I had them like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, I can't drink them, you know, like (laughs) don't want to drink Yoda. Oh, Oh, I also, yeah. I also want to add on. I mean, I'm not wanting to talk. I mean, I got a Darth Vader head toaster. Oh my God. Han Solo uh, mini fridge and carbonite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm I'm guilty too. I'm 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 a hypocrite. Sure, but I, I guess what my point is, it's the way you do it. Yeah, but we, again, you haven't seen that kind of stuff with the sequel sure uh, trilogy yet. Sure, you have. You have. Okay. Yeah, you saw the Duracell commercials where the little kids are pretending they're playing Star Wars, and it had oh. like R two D two and three PO in it. Yeah, but I mean, those are kids using their imagination. Sure, it's not sure. Yoda or Vader fighting but there, for a burger. But there was, there was uh, another commercial with Chewbacca and stormtroopers shooting in a hallway too, selling something. Can't remember what. Oh yeah, with BB-8, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So in a sense, you're still. I mean, they're still doing that. Um, it's is it as tacky as as yoda fighting you know jedi mind fighting with tacky, a guy tacky, that's a good word a guy w- for a burger or whatever you know or a pepsi can no it's not nearly as tacky maybe there's a, a different class to it now but i mean they still are hawking nissans and there's tv commercials for star wars nissans and stuff like that um so, I think it was a Verizon commercial, the one with Chewbacca and BB-8. Okay, you might be right. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, there was the little kid that, you know, was dressed up as Vader and, and like, force closed the van door. Oh, yeah. the Volkswagen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a great commercial. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's also the other one with the dogs. It's a group of dogs just barking. Right. Oh, they're all barking. It's a loud, lot of loud yapper. Right. But then it turns into the Imperial March. Yes. <laughs> I will admit that's like one of my all-time favorite commercials. Okay, of, I, I adore it. The, and there is a layer of cheddar on that cheesy mess too. Now, dude, that's a thing of nachos <laughs> with some nice doggy jalapenos. Right, I, I love dogs. So right. for me, that was like the perfect. St- that was aimed at me specifically. I don't care what anyone says. So although we we haven't got gotten received, we haven't seen a Daisy Ridley or John Boyega, you know schlepping taco bell or anything like that (laughs) um i think we still have certainly um an advertising presence with brands attaching their name to star wars without a doubt that that cheesy gordita crunch (laughs) it belongs to me right that would be such a (laughs) good commercial oh i don't think we'll see that though Uh, again at least in in the near future, I would venture but, to say. But okay, let um, me let me ask you this though: Why aren't we seeing that again? Because well, I think advertising has changed. In for one, and yeah. sorry, John. No, um, you're right. You're and, right. And for second, I think there is like even though they are trying to advertise Star Wars as a brand, I think they're also trying to be very careful about how they do that. Bingo. And so having Kylo Ren, you know, right. that cheesy gordito right. belongs to me. Right. That I feel like they 
Lucasfilm, I'm talking about talking about Lucasfilm, would feel that that doesn't really accurately represent or is not how they want Star Wars to come across these days. So they I mean, are being more respectful about it. Forget the last Jedi. Who's got the last French fry? <laughs> Coming soon to Burger King. You know? Yeah. No. Um, I will finish what you started. Walk away, and it's a burrito. Right. Yeah. Totally. So, def- so I definitely think they are very careful these days yeah. about, you know, you know, when you look at the early 2000s versus now as we're heading into, yeah. you know, 2020, the late, the late teens, you know, um, I, you know, advertising has changed, but I also definitely think there's been kind of the, the pullback from putting those characters in too outlandish of situations, sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, and I think I it's might just tricking a guy to Denny's or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, there's there's you know, a brand specific flavor that you need to maintain, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, putting the the merchandising characters in, um, in a in a an area that might like not hold that brand standard, I think is something that's a little more guarded nowadays than it was back in the nineties. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, because like, what's one thing like you get you pretend that you're, you know, a, a rebel spy stealing the Death Star plans, driving your Nissan or you've got <laughs> a cool Darth commercial. Vader versus the Burger King. Right. I mean, like, uh. what's cooler? You know, it's you getting to pretend that you're, you know, no, in the and action and doing it. That's, so, a, that's a great point, because that's what the Duracell commercial did, too, with these kids yeah. powering up their toy lightsabers and suddenly they're part of the star wars experience totally yeah that's a totally that, that's a lot of pathos right there for these commercials it's hitting your emotional core and connection to the franchise as opposed to just putting these characters in outlandish situations to get a chuckle out of you i mean it yeah. works because i mean i still remember them like <laughs> what like 12 years later but i don't remember them in the best light whereas like the verizon commercial or the nissan or Duracell, I'm going to re- go back and like, oh, yeah, it was a really nice commercial because these kids are just having fun and so on and so forth, you know? Yeah. So so I think I think the way that they're trying that the way Lucasfilm is trying to to market the Star Wars brand is they're they're expressly trying to avoid situations like the the 90s early 2000s because they feel like that is what cheapens the brand it's not that they're soup cans in the grocery store with Kylo Ren's face on them it's it's the way it's it's like the commercials and kind of the way it's portrayed i i guess is what i'm that makes any sense you know the Um, first the first star wars pez dispenser was only introduced back in 1997 so that wasn't part of the the original collecting yeah Um, are you no i just googled that and uh nice uh, fun fact there 1997 we had we had chewbacca c-3po darth vader stormtrooper and yoda the second series those. was released in 1999 and added Boba Fett, Ewok, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Clone Trooper, Jango Fett, and R2-D2 came next. And then finally, wow. um, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, included the Emperor, uh, Death Star, <laughs> General Grievous, and a Wookiee Warrior, 
or the revised younger Chewbacca was added. So, uh, so according to Pez Collector's Store, that's where I'm I'm getting my my info from. Um, so interesting. Uh, so Darth Vader as a Pez dispenser. You know, I have um, one on my desk. <laughs> yeah, it's only twenty I, years old. You know what? And and my grandson's got a giant one that's like I don't know, two feet tall, and it plays. Oh, that's cool. It plays the Imperial March when you flip the head back. It's it's oh, cool. It's the most insane Pez dispenser I've seen in my life. <laughs> but that still, to me, doesn't take away from the fact that Darth Vader is. The baddest bad guy in the history of film. He's the scariest villain. He's the baddest, darkest, meanest, blackest, evilest creation ever to be on film. <laughs> and no, so I, I can I can separate I can separate the merchandising, the promotion from the character. Yeah, but um. And and it never cheapens it for me when I'm watching one of the films. I get so wrapped up in it that, oh, man, that Darth Vader, he's trying to kill Luke. He just chopped off his hand. He's lying to him, saying that's his, that he's his father, but maybe it's true. And, I mean, you get wrapped up in the story, and you don't think about the Pez dispenser in your hand, you know? <laughs> well, That's true. I, I wasn't thinking yeah. about my BB-8 3D glasses when I was watching The Force Awakens. Right. <laughs> You totally weren't. <laughs> they were just true. a cool accessory. Yeah. They were just a cool accessory. That is true. I mean, yeah, like when I when I go to see the new Star Wars film, I'm not going to be thinking about a Nissan commercial or, you know, whatever I saw in the grocery store yeah. or, you know, you know, like that that doesn't cross my mind. And so in that in that sense, I don't I don't think that that the way they're going about merchandising the Star Wars brand is cheapening it, at least for myself. Um, no, I don't necessarily need to see Star Wars on everything. I keep coming back to the soup cans, but I swear to God, like that was definitely in the store before <laughs> The Force Awakens. No, I th- you're right. Oh, you're yeah. totally um, right. Star Wars mac and cheese. Mac and yeah. Mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, Chewbacca on, on Lay's chips. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, I just, I just think, you know, it's all very carefully controlled and aimed at certain groups. But I also have a really cool Darth <laughs> Vader Pringles can with an amazing Darth <laughs> Vader image on it. It's so cool. Um, so, I mean, I'm some of this stuff is is really packaged well, and you don't see these images in any other place. Like that image of Darth Vader. On that Pringles can, it's pretty sweet. It's a cool one. You're gonna have to post the picture. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'll go home and take a. I'll, I'll go, go home and take a picture Pringles of it, can. and I think you'll agree. It looks fine in my collection. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an image I haven't seen on anything else. So, I mean, thank you, Pringles, for that. That cool. Oh, that's cool. Darth Vader, a unique image. I mean, I can't lie. I wanted to go buy some Rogue One Honey Nut checks 
Uh, <laughs> if, if only, because I love both the serial and the movie, so you know, Star synergy. Wars and serial, uh, yeah, goes win, together. Win. <laughs> balanced breakfast. No, I've got I've got two cardboard boxes, empty cardboard boxes at home in my collection. <laughs> one's a BB-8 cereal box, the other one's a Kylo Ren cereal box. They're really cool. cool. I don't have either of those. Yeah, they're neat. I have a I have a Darth Vader uh, jelly bean box. That's really nice. Oh wow! Oh, I I have one of those too. I think I got it in my stocking. Anyway, uh, but I also got the, the Yoda mug that came with the hot cocoa in the pack. You know, and mm, yeah. I mean that's cool. I'll take that. I, I I got one of those, but it's a stormtrooper. Right? Yeah. I miss that, I guess. Um, <laughs> My God, I am such a hypocrite. <laughs> it, I, I think I think it's a lot of fun that there are so, there are these kind of like out there products that you wouldn't necessarily see with other fandoms or um, brands, I guess. You know, it, so it's fun to be able to be like, oh, yeah, they got this, you know, Kylo Ren cereal box, Rogue One cereal box. Um, Maybelline total- makeup made a eyeliner or, or some Maybelline. kind of mascara or something like that, right? It was, it would, no, it wasn't Maybelline. I okay. can correct you, John. Well, okay. It was actually, it was, it was Revlon. It was Revlon. And I say that You're right. Revlon. It was Revlon. Um, it was. And I say that because I own one of the mascaras uh-huh. that says, May the Force be with you. Right. Yes. And I bought that for <laughs> um, my wife. And when, yeah, and my, when she was done with it. still mint in box. <laughs> when she, okay. When she was done with it and threw it away, I fished it out of the bathroom garbage and it's up on my. The empty little Star Wars thing that says, May the Force be with you is up in my collection. Honey, if you're listening yeah. to this, yes, sometimes I'm a garbage picker, but it's only for Star Wars. <laughs> you know, oh that, that's a, I remember uh, when those came out and I saw them, I was like, that's cool. Biggest surprise was I go home or I go to my parents and I see that my sister has bought several of these. Like she, yeah. she bought like a couple packs. I'm like, okay, right. like why? You're, you're a very... You like Star Wars, but you're not a, a. She's a very, very casual fan. Uh huh. And she was like, "Oh, I look cool." And then she ended up really liking the colors, so she ended up buying I right. think, like a big box of them, just because. <laughs> yeah, I like the colors, and it's Star Wars, so that's cool. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, what, oh, yeah. I bought, I bought the mascara, the nail polish, the lipstick. Um, oh yes, I um, bought. I think my- I even wore the lipstick to the Force Awakens. Um, when I saw it, so I bought my grandson a a, a tube of, of bubbles. You know, you blow bubbles and have the little bubble mm-hmm. wand, right? Mm-hmm. The cap is Chewbacca's head. The body mm-hmm. of the bubble tube is his furry body in a cylindrical <laughs> shape with the bandolier and the little pouch on the bottom. And you unscrew the cap and you connect the little bubble wand in the cap, and you can blow bubbles from Chewbacca's head. <laughs> right we ran out we we had and they were high quality bubbles too better than the cheap bubbles that we were using that didn't have a star wars connection and they blew wonderful bubbles and he loved it and my my young puppy loved it and they loved chasing the bubbles and popping them 
And then we ran out, mm-hmm. and I bought him an R2-D2 one, same style. And the empty nice. Chewbacca bubble container is also in my collection now. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. no. Just, and just it doesn't cheapen proof. it for me when I see Chewbacca on the screen, and he's screaming in, in, in violent anger when Han Solo gets pierced by his son. With a lightsaber. It doesn't cheapen that scene for me. <laughs> I feel his anger. I feel his frustration and his rage, you know? Um, and sure, I just was blowing bubbles out of his head. Don't make that connection when I'm watching it, though. You know, I'm imagining that scene now with a bunch of bubbles coming out of Chewbacca's <laughs> mouth when he screams. Or like he screams, he screams, but there's no sound. You just see a bubble come out, and the bubble flies out, and then it pops a distance away, and then you hear it. Right. Like in the distance. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, that's only happened to me once. At one point during Rogue One, during the battle, I think it was when the ATs, when the AT-ADS came out, AT, ACTs, I should say, before people get on me. Oh, don't. Um, just call it what you want. Forget <laughs> other people. People it was during that everything. During, yeah. But uh, it was during that scene that I, I thought about the Nissan commercials. Yeah. <laughs> very quickly, very quickly, I left the movie, thought Nissan, made the quick little connection, chuckled, whoosh, went back to the movie. But it happened. But it took you out. Hmm. Took you out of the moment. A little bit. Not enough that I would complain about it, but... Right. But enough exactly. where you would mention it on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So there is that. And now I'm going to picture bubbles coming out of Chewbacca's mouth. Of course of you. you will. So right. thank you, John. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, thank Wonder Bubble or whoever the manufacturer is. Wonder Bubble. <laughs> I guess. So then I have a question for you, too. Is there a line that Star Wars merchandising could cross? Yeah. That would... That would take it too far. Totally. Adult toys. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, wow. I mean, that's that a line. I mean, mic. that's, that's, I mean, that, that's, there's no place for Star Wars <laughs> in, in romance, in that, that intimate moment. So I don't need a lightsaber ding dong, you know, <laughs> artificial ding dong. I don't. Yeah, we we don't need to go there. They already exist, you know. Well, I'm sure they do, but that's a line. Don't ruin it, Adrian. That shouldn't be crossed. Wow. I I, I can agree to that. I think Kat Ray's question just kind (laughs) of... I was not expecting it to go there. Um, Consider who who you're asking. (laughs) To be honest, that never crossed my mind at all. Um, I don't know what that says about me or you guys, but, uh, well, that we're guys guys. and you're a gal. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. He didn't say that. I'm the one that did. Um, I'll take, I'll fall on that sword. No problem. But I mean, but honestly, Um, that's my reaction to that question. That's a line that I, I don't think, you know, that, that Star Wars has a place in that world. My line of thought was similar, I guess, but not that. Um, lady hygiene products. Like, <laughs> like I've seen other other like cartoons and stuff 
uh, uh, Tampax, pretty much, with like cartoon characters on them or something. Get out of Dodge. That, always, that can't be a thing. I always found that incredibly weird. It was once. It wasn't Tampax. It was some weird other thing, but there was a cartoon character on it. I don't remember what it was, but that really it seems, caught me off guard. It, it seems like on the appropriate scale, that's way at the bottom. I, as a woman, I can say I don't think I've ever seen that um, from personal experience. But <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of weird. Weird. Um, yeah. To have Darth Vader in the feminine <laughs> hygiene aisle. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Phasma. I mean, I guess, like, let's, uh, yeah. Um,. Yeah. Wow. You guys, now I'm, I don't even know if I can answer my own question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, outside of that realm, is there? I mean, are there are there items that you would just be like, okay, you've gone too far, Star Wars merchandising. I, I mean, I I guess what you mentioned, like I would probably, if I were to stumble upon either of those things, it would certainly be like, uh, what? Uh, I can't. No. <laughs> can't handle that um i don't know if there's like uh, any other items that i would use on a on a regular basis that i'm really like no that can't have any um yeah i don't know i mean i think i think it's i mean i have to agree with you guys that's probably that probably would take it over the line i think (laughs) I, i just i think I think right now where I fall is not so much that I think about cheapening the brand. I just, I think more of the like oversaturation fatigue aspect. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, it's a good point. which, good which could theoretically then cheapen the brand, I guess, depending on your point of view. So you're not going to run out and um, buy like a star Wars hookah. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. All right. <laughs> That's that's probably also crossing although, the line. Although like, you may Star have Wars. Star Wars slippers and be yes. fine with that. Totally. You know, I uh, have a pair of of gloves, little uh cotton gloves that say Star Wars on the back of the hand. And mm-hmm. the fingertips are uh uh phone touch sensitive friendly. Dude. I have those same gloves, yeah. except there are stormtroopers on the back of mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine says Star Wars. <laughs> That's and, cool. And you can use your smartphone while wearing your gloves. It's pretty neat. I love wearing I those during the winter. Those for yeah. Christmas, guys. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's not too far. It's a handy little glove. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm... and I don't think that's too far at all. Maxi pads, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now there's 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 different levels too like like there's there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of lines that aren't lines for me at all that are for other people because i i mean i'm just wired different than most folks but like for example my spouse is cool with a star wars bathroom um and she's cool with me having you know in the man cave you know star wars collectibles but like anything in the living room if the grandkid didn't bring it in and it doesn't go back to the grandkids it's not staying there permanently if it's star wars you know what i'm saying (laughs) same with the kitchen you know i might have like 
I have a Star Wars apron that I wear for cooking, right? Darth Vader. Got a little... Got the little control box with all the buttons that we don't know what the buttons do on Darth Vader's chest plate. And, you know, you tie it around and it looks like you got, you know, your Vader costume on. But it doesn't live in my kitchen. That's in the man cave. But if I want to wear it, I bring it out and I put it back in the man cave when I'm done with it, you know. So, I mean, for each person, the the answer to that question is going to be very different based on, uh, number one, how into Star Wars you are. Number two, what you think is appropriate for your own personal tastes. And number three, what you would consider tacky, which to me is Star Wars apron. Not so tacky. That's kind of cool. My wife, put it away when you're done. I don't want to see it. <laughs> oh. So no uh, like Star Wars bedding in the no. in the bedroom. Well, no, we, we in fact, we just bought new sheets last night. Uh, a thousand thread count sheets, which is like you know, 550 thread counts higher than the ones we had previously or something like that. Uh, but they are definitely not Star Wars sheets. Definitely not. That's so sad. I, I'm a little sad, but I'm also pretty happy because they're very comfortable. That's very good. I know I, I, I've teased my husband and been like, well, we could get this really cute set of Star Wars sheets or this Star Wars comforter. And he's mm, not the kibosh on that. See so. now. But hang on. You're the woman. You should have all the say <laughs> on the decor. But but I will say my mom for Christmas a couple of years ago did make us Star Wars pillowcases. So I do have a little bit of Star Wars. Tell your mom I love her. Just say there's a yeah. dude in Eugene, Oregon. He says he loves you. It's as weird as it sounds. <laughs> and so. John, uh, John, tell your wife there's a kitchen in El Paso, Texas that she would hate. <laughs> Yeah, but how's your bathroom, bruh? Uh, she'd hate my bathroom too. Okay, well, she—I mean, she, it was her idea for our bathroom. I don't have grandkids. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's it's all for me, baby. It's Just, all for it's you. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her there's a little apartment in El Paso, Texas. She would just hate. She would like to visit, but wouldn't like to live in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll buy that. That's all nice. Right. She's more than welcome. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, we all brought up these really, I think we I think we touched upon a lot of bases, brought up a lot of good arguments for and against all the merchandising. But like John said, it just really depends on your level of fandom and personal preference. So having said that, how do, what do you guys think about we move on to Star Wars Would You Rather? And now it's time for the game that's sweeping the galaxy from the ice planet of Hoth to the sun-drenched sands of Jakku. It's time for Star Wars Would You Rather? Sorry about the mess. Hold on. Hold on. But droids are not welcome here. They're ruining the whole game. And this week in Star Wars Would You Rather, you know, we're going to take a moment to kind of learn a little bit more about the way we all think. And and I thought of a one I think is is very interesting. Um and it deals with the Skywalker family. Would you rather grow up the exact same way Anakin grew up or grow up 
the exact same way Luke grew up. Although very similar, both on Tatooine, very different circumstances. Slave to Jedi or dirt farmer to Jedi? But your family dies either way? (laughs) That's depressing now that you put it like that. Um, oh, I mean, you're, li- I think... you're literally a slave if you're Anakin. You're a yeah, slave. Yeah, and you're Watto slave, reason, you know? Yeah. I, I think I would have to pick Luke. Um, even though obviously Anakin had a very close and loving relationship with Shmi and his you know, biological parent did. that he knew. Mm hmm. Um, even though they obviously had a very close, loving relationship and she tried to do the best for him, I don't think I could <clears throat> I don't I don't think the whole being a slave uh, part would be horrible. Um, and obviously um, Write that down know, for me to her- use later, somebody. Yeah. Cat <laughs> says be being her- a slave wouldn't be horrible. <laughs> Write no, it down. No, I said it would be horrible. <laughs> Oh, okay. I said, I said, well, remember, I, said I got would, your audio. I can make you say things you didn't say. <laughs> it would be horrible. So I, I think I would have to say I would pick Luke because even though he didn't know his biological parents, he did have Owen and Baru, who I think, you know, clearly loved him in their way, but he was able to grow up free and have that stable environment even though it wasn't with his biological parents you know he wasn't under the threat of death if he tried to leave Tatooine um like Anakin and his mother were being slaves so um I I think I have to pick Luke just because I think being I can't I can't really contemplate um Anakin and Shmi's existence I think it's really horrifying so Luke how about you Adrian being a Skywalker sucks right <laughs> yeah but, I mean can, can I be a Kenobi instead not in this yeah. scenario I mean like like Kat was saying you know I I, I grow up into my 20s drinking blue milk farming dirt and then I go on my adventure. Or I'm a slave for the first eight or so years of my life, and Liam Neeson comes and saves me, but I gotta leave my my mom behind. Only to find her ten years later tortured and oh god no. Uh quite a conundrum here. This is a pickle. I mean I I I'd go with Luke. I pretty sure. But I mean when you Break it down is not that much better because they both families do end up dead and through horrible circumstances. Um, Luke's life was boring. He wasn't off adventuring, fighting in the Clone Wars, going on misadventures with Obi Wan growing up after he left. So the first couple of years are boring, but they're safe. Well, he did he did have the time to bullseye womp rats in his T sixteen back home. Not true. I was about to get to his friends. He yeah. did have a group of friends. And, yeah. You know, he probably had to worry about, you know, going to the 
sand prom and stuff, you know, usual teen stuff. So, as cool as it would be to be a Jedi for a good chunk of my life, I'd still go with Luke. Despite the fact that you'll grow up to find out that you had a sister that nobody told you about and that your father is the most evil bad guy ever and you grew up without knowing either of your parents whereas Anakin at least had a mom that loved him and and tried to give him a stable childhood and he had friends of his own Kit Stir and the little Greedo and <laughs> and you know he had free time to make robots named C3PO and got to hang out in a junk shop all day with probably Where I think we was just, a slave I think we're, working because he had to well he was for he just had, like for, for just like 5 years out of his life and he for was the worst to start to- being a slave for the worst toy darian in Star Wars history yeah because all the other Toydarians we met were actually kind of cool guys. Right? We've established um, that already in a we've previous established that podcast. In, in Clone Wars Rewinds, we've established we like Toydarians. Yeah, Watto right. is not a proper... Except for, yeah, except so so your, your first five years, yes, you're in slavery, but you have a loving mother, five, six, whatever, seven years, whatever that is, whatever, however old Anakin is when, when uh, Qui-Gon rescues him. And then the rest of your life is in this Jedi training academy, we can assume, um, working as a Padawan. But at least you know your your mother's love. And Luke never knows his mother's love. And Yeah, but, but he had they left Shmi on Tatooine. Well, <laughs> she died. I know, I know. And they That's, never went back because no. the Jedi suck. Right. Sorry. Right. No, I get that. <laughs> Listen to this week's Clone totally Wars Rewind that. episode. But just think about your own parents for a second. And can you imagine living 20 years with your aunt and uncle? To understand cat frustration, please uh, listen to this week's uh, Clone Wars Rewind. Right. Totally. Totally. Uh, think about your own parent and not knowing your mother's, you know, your your mother at all. And not knowing your father, despite him being the worst bad guy in the history of films. And... And having a sister that you don't know about until you're in your 20s. You know, all the things you miss out on. What a lonely existence. Even though you get a chance to go, you know, bullseye womp rats and beggars canyon, you know, and all that stuff. I totally disagree. Um, You're painting a really, really nice picture, John. But I think that even though Luke didn't know his biological parents, Uh I think Baru and Owen loved him and they gave him a supportive, happy, safe childhood. But was he really Um, free? I mean, Luke, I'm going to need you at least another season. Then you can apply (laughs) to the Academy. That's another form of slavery. He's forced to work on that farm. 
No, that's just that's, that's not... being raised in a bubble. That's being raised in a bubble with overbearing parents. Okay, all right. Yeah, he could have left if if yeah. Luke had really wanted to. He could have taken his speeder and gone off to Moss Eisley and hitched a ride somewhere if he had really wanted to leave. I mean, if you want to think like when when Obi Wan is like, well, now we've got to go to Alderaan so you can become a Jedi, and he's like, oh no, wait a minute, no, I'm not. I got to go back to the farm and help my uncle. Like, that's where I'm supposed to be. Like, he wasn't going to leave. No, you're right. Until... The reluctant hero. You you bet. So I think that even uh, we, you know, Anakin's life is kind of takes this romantic turn because he's rescued by the Jedi from being a slave. And he Let's goes go on to be with a Yoda. powerful See, I Jedi knight. I wouldn't even consider it a romantic life. I mean... It's romanticized it the way we're discussing it, but yeah, this child, granted he was a slave, was taken from slavery, but then he was taken by this group of monk Cultists. warriors and conditioned <laughs> and brainwashed as best as they could. Not to have attachments and not to fall not in to love. and Totally changing not his... Not to save his mother. Right. Not to save his mother, no, no passion, no right. nothing. I know. I mean, we're actually thinking, talking about it like this now, Anakin's life totally sucked. He never yeah. had any choice in anything in his life. Ever. <laughs> Until he now turned to the dark leave. side. The, yeah. No, the only choice he had was when he killed the emperor. Killing the emperor, yeah. yeah. That's it. He was forced into slavery. He was pretty much forced into uh, Jedi-hood because Qui-Gon saw potential in him. He was forced to the dark side because he was manipulated and he's, you know, because of the attachment. Killing the emperor was the only real big decision he ever made. By himself for his son. So you're right. No, Anakin's life sucks. I'm Luke. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Luke. All this, all these questions you want answers to, but at least he grew up loved and having just some sort of resemblance of a normal life to a degree. Well, it, but on the other side, Rich. Anakin also had love from Shmi and knew his true parent. As a child, formative years, the important years, where were Luke's parents? He had Owen and Baru. They were his parents. Uh, that's those, that's, that's a, what I'm getting at. I, he got the questions, I, I get but it. he still got the love. Right? I get it. Yeah. Step, parents, right. whatever, you know. <laughs> what would you well, pick, what about John? you, John? Then yeah. what's, your, uh, what's your choice? If you say Luke, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I mean, just, just in the context of thinking about my own mother, I would want to know my mother, you know, and I would, and and my sister, and not knowing my sister, and and I love my sister very dearly, um, both my sisters, and you know, I, you know, I, I mean, that resonates with me a lot, and uh, I think I think being Luke, although. It's not slavery, I mean, clearly. But I think there's there's a part of Luke, his childhood, that was robbed from him in a major way. You know, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, you know, when they were separated, they separated the twins and, and Padme dies and, you know, and, and Vader never sees Luke and all that stuff. I mean, that's so much more tragic to me, even, even than... Anakin being in slavery, 
He kind of had it good for being a slave. I mean, let's just say it. He got to live with his mom and make robots and race pod racers. It's not too bad. I'm going to have to go Anakin. John, you ignorant slut. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite the heated discussion about uh, what you rather. (laughs) That was a very good what you rather. (laughs) Pretty good what you rather, wasn't it? No, just kidding. I'd totally pick Luke. (laughs) Oh, you arrogant slut. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love my mom too much. I mean, obviously, I think we can say that, yes, Luke was robbed of a certain part of his familial relationships. Yeah. But. And then he goes off to be a hermit? Well, we can talk about that. Whose life really sucks? Hey, we yet (laughs) don't know. He he went to go be a hermit, but he made his own decision. He chose to do that. That's true. That's true. He didn't get burned up in a volcano. We've established that Anakin's been a slave his entire life. Still sucks! Bitter end. (laughs) All right. And I think on that note, (laughs) we are going to move on to Attack of the Phantom. Ready attack! On the double! Fire! Adrian, what do you got for Attack of the Fandom this week? You know what? I think I'm just going to hand the reins over to Catrix. Okay, we both right. got the same Attack of the Fandom. <laughs> yeah, and I think you I guys uh, will do you're picking the same thing, so yeah, you're right. Cat, go yeah. for it. All right. Well, I know that Adrian and I are both on the same page, and we're going with uh, Wonder Woman Woo! as our Attack of the Fandom for this Cue the week. electric cello. Yes. Um, I just... Uh, I mean, Adrian can chime in, but I freaking loved the movie and actually saw it opening weekend, so I'm, like, on top of it for once. Um, You never go to the movies, so... I know, I'm so proud of you. Going to the movies and not seeing a Star Wars film, that's a big step for you. Well, you know, a female superhero, this is... So, I was all about that. So, I went with a group of friends. We had a great time. Loved the movie. Um, It was humorous. It was sweet. There's a lot of really good action. The music is really good. I actually have the soundtrack that I've been listening to. Wow. Um, You know, I think, um, is it, is her name pronounced Gal? Gal Gadot? It's not Gadot. It's uh, Gal Gadot. Gal, Okay. Gal Gadot. Um, she just Gal has Gadot. this wonderful, um, you know, she's, I, well, one, she's beautiful. So like, don't have a problem looking at her. Um, she's gorgeous, but <laughs> I think she does a great job of conveying, um, you know, going from kind of conveying an innocence to, you know, becoming more mature and, uh, learning about the world of man, and um, I thought she was just fantastic. Chris Pine was fantastic. Basically, everyone was fantastic. The Amazons are kick-ass. It was great. I loved it. Uh, go see it right yeah, now. I mean, I mean, plot-wise, it's a simple story. It, it, mm-hmm. You've seen it before, but mm-hmm. I mean, like Ted was saying, uh, Gal was just great. Uh, a lot. She had a lot more to do than what she did in Bad Members of Superman. Uh, all these little subtleties with her with her uh, performance. So great performance for Wonder Woman there. Uh, Kat mentioned the music. Um, 
she mentioned humor is what I love. One of the things I adore about this movie is that it's funny, right? It's laugh out loud funny at some parts, but it's not in the middle of a battle or in the, in the middle of some sort of dire situation. A lot of action movies or superhero movies nowadays, they make jokes in the middle of life or death uh, situations. And every now and again, that's okay, I guess, if it gets too tense. But it, it, it kind of annoys me. Wonder Woman is funny when it's appropriate to be funny, but it's serious and just action-packed when it's supposed to be serious and action-packed. Um, there were a few moments where I thought it was going to go a certain direction, just because that's what we're used to as far as the plot goes. Like, the, the story beats are there. But then it does kind of give you a little twist. and like, oh, no, just kidding. We're doing this instead. So I was caught off guard, uh, I think, like two or three times by the by the film. Just like, wow, I was not expecting that. That was cool. I, I cannot praise this movie enough. One of my new top five favorite superhero movies. Just go watch it. You have got to see Wonder Woman. It's, it's great. It's breaking wow. records. She's no I want to Li- go see it again. She's no yeah. Linda Carter. No, <laughs> but I think... I think she does a good job embodying Wonder Woman for I, I the 21st century. I haven't seen her in this film yet, but I did see her in that horrible Batman v Superman, uh, which oh, she did a great job. So, uh, she just you thought she did have, a great job, and she doesn't have the Wonder Woman blue eyes though, and I missed that. You can imagine the blue eyes, John. I, yeah, I, I shouldn't have to imagine it. They make contact lenses for crying out loud. She's. Still really nice to look at, though, John. I mean, well, I mean, there's more to her than her looks, right? <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, you're not going to care about the blue eyes, except brown eyes. Okay, yeah. I'll tell you that. Don't make my brown she's, eyes blue. She's. <laughs> it's really she's still really kick ass, even without the blue eyes. Yeah, I bet she is. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. We were supposed to go last night, and um celebrations for birthdays went long and we decided to save it for another night and i wished we could but we didn't but i will soon uh my attack of the fandom this week is uh bloodlines i, I kind of mentioned it a little bit in last oh, week's the podcast show. the netflix show bloodlines um i am so there's 10 episodes in the final season and i'm through the first 9 and it's just Ooh. so oh, wow. good. I'm, uh, my wife and I are, are watching them together, and it's it's a show that is. Uh, I mean, we watched season one and waited for season two, and then we binged that, and now just in the last you know, week and a half, um, we've we've made our way almost to the very end of of season three, and it is so good and so well acted and so well written that. Um, uh, for me, uh, it's some of the finest. I mean, Netflix original. You guys got it going on. I mean, you make some good stuff, and and Bloodline is um, just such a fantastic series. And anybody who hasn't watched it yet, um, of course, the Star Wars connection is that uh, Krennic is is kind of the the bad brother in this, and he plays such a great <laughs> villain. Um, and then there, there's other villains too, and and the whole family is kind of demented, and uh, but they're oh, it's just so well written. I, I implore you check out this show; it's just so good. Dang, dang, dude! All right, I mean, I've I've seen the promos for it, so seems good. 
I keep wanting to watch it, but I haven't had the time yet. John, John Leguizamo has such a brilliant role in this series. Oh, he's, okay. in the, he's in that show? Oh, my I God. I didn't even and realize that. He's so oh. good. He comes in season two. And he I don't plays, like him. <laughs> he's a, he's a, you don't like John Leguizamo? Uh, no, I no? don't like him. Oh, my God. He's so good in this. He's not Every time like, I see him, I just see Sithosloth. Oh. <laughs> and, and No, he he will you will change your mind about him watching his performance in this show. You will you will learn to love his acting ability. It's so freaking he plays such a great villain in this as well. Uh that you just hate him. He's so his acting is just on point. And if you haven't seen his, right. either of his one man shows that have been on HBO, you're doing yourself a disservice too, because the guy is just an incredible um, performance artist. You know, um, you know, yeah, the role he had in uh, Moulin Rouge was a total character and just very strange, but that whole movie was, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um if by strange you mean amazing because it had you and McGregor singing singing and he did a great it. job too you're right <laughs> um but John Leguizamo's role was was strange he also played uh Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet the mm-hmm. the revamped version another he was really good in that as well and another then, strange movie <laughs> oh he's he does so many strange movies he was in Spawn he was in uh, two Wong Fu uh, or or two Julie Newmar. Thanks for the memories, Wong Fu or something like that. I can't remember where everybody was dressed in gra- and drag and with Wesley Snipes and mm-hmm. and yes, uh, yeah, uh, Patrick Swayze. I mean, he does these weird films, but this is is John Leguizamo at his very finest, and he's matured as an actor, and he's just so good in it. Um, and it's just a, it's, it's not, it's a bit part, but it's a very memorable part and he's so good in it and Sissy Spacek's in it and, uh, she is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, this... you, dude, all you had to say was Sissy Spacek. Okay. So all right. That's all you had to say. Like, okay. why, why'd you say anything else? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, cause, the, <laughs> cause, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Linda, uh, Gosh, I, f- I forget her last name. Uh, she played uh, in the Scooby Doo movies. She was Velma. Oh, uh, oh, Linda Carter. No, no not Linda. No, Carter. Not Carter. Uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, sorry, Cantrinelli um, or or yes, Cardinelli Car- or something Dinelli. like that. Lin- something like that. Yes. I know um, you're talking about Velma. Also, Freaks and, and Geeks. Wife. She was in that. Uh, <laughs> yes, she plays the Cardinelli. sister. Cardinelli. She's she's yeah. dynamite in this and as well. I mean, the whole cast is spectacular. Um, It's a great series, and and you should check it out. Bloodline, Netflix original. Do yourself a favor. It'll hook you. It'll straight hook you. Awesome. I just want to throw it out there again, uh, or not again, but throw it out there. Netflix is not endorsing us. Right. (laughs) But they you could easily with anyone from Netflix. They wink, could. wink, yeah. Wink, wink, Netflix. Come on, right. We bring you up every other episode. We're fans of yours too. Um, Just saying. Please don't get rid of Clone Wars. Thank please. you. Please, yes, please don't. Let me go buy the box set for crying out loud. All right, 
so that about does it for this week's episode everybody thank you uh let us know online what you think about merchandising in the star wars uh, uh franchise too much not enough up for debate always will be but you know just let us know what you think you can follow us on facebook and twitter at force fan podcast and you can follow me on twitter facebook and instagram at blue lab pro you can follow me on twitter and instagram at cat ray you can follow me on twitter and instagram at that john fred and on my facebook page john k frederick we always welcome feedback so get on that uh, we are the force see you next time bye guys may the force be with you